0: Jesus loves me this I know for the- Let his little child come in Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes Yes, Jesus loves me.
1: The Bible also tells us that, that we are washed clean, and that by the washing of the Word of God. And so it's so important that we come together, that we don't forsake this time that God has designated for us to be together, that we come together whenever we can and look into God's Word. Why? Because our time away from each other and away from this study that we do when we come together gets us dirty, doesn't it? Sin jumps upon us, doesn't it? It really does. And so it's so necessary that we come together and that we look unto Jesus. Look unto Him. What does that entail? Well, turn with me this morning to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We've already heard this morning a good bit about man's tendency to take glory or credit or to allow pride to build up in his mind and heart. And we're going to see that here. We are warned against such things. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us now he's going to tell us how to do that looking unto Jesus that means seeking him learning of him looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. That's another tendency of the human mind, isn't it? It is that we tend to be wearied and faint in our minds or allow our minds to slip away from the concentration of Jesus Christ, the consideration of Jesus Christ that continually motivates and strengthens and nourishes us from His Word. We tend to dip, drift from that, don't we? We, depend, we d- tend to depend on ourselves. Now, who is he talking about? Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Well, we've read Hebrews chapter 11. It's commonly called the faith chapter, isn't it? And it's explanatory all through chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews of how our predecessors, how the men of God of old, were able to accomplish the things that God gave them to accomplish. And it's pointed out very clearly that every one of them did what they did and were able to accomplish what they accomplished through and by the strength of God. How did they obtain that strength? How did they have access to to the strength that Noah had to stand and proclaim that there was going to be a great flood over the whole earth. And oh, he had a contradiction against himself, didn't he? Absolutely. Nobody believed that. And of course, it's called the faith chapter because in each case, these children of God were able to accomplish the task that God had given them to do through Faith. Faith. That means they believed that God could do it. The Lord healed. We don't even know how many when He was on earth. But He healed a lot of people. And I believe many times He said, Be it unto you according to your faith. According to how strong your faith is. Now, I believe that these... Mentioned in chapter 11, I believe, along with all the other saints that are present with the Lord because they're absent from their body now, are in this cloud of witnesses. These clouds, we have some very familiar accounts in Scripture of the clouds. One we find in Exodus chapter 13. Let's take a look there. Exodus chapter 13. Do you remember the account? The Lord has delivered the children of Israel from the bondage in Egypt. And the Lord has directed them to go to a certain place. Now this certain place, looking at it from a natural uh, standpoint, had them pinned up between a river and a wilderness and they had nowhere to go, Seemingly. But God had them there for a purpose, His purpose, to show them this great salvation that comes from God alone. They were told to stand still and see this great God at work. Not fight. No, to stand still and trust in God. Okay, Exodus Get in the right spot here. In verse 20, Exodus 13:20 says, "And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. Again, this is where God put them. He directed them to this place. In their eyes, it had become a place of death because the Egyptians." were seeking after them again. And the Lord went before them by, a, by day in a pillar of cloud. A pillar of cloud to lead them the way. To lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and to go by night. And He took not away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now, this pillar of cloud came around from in front of God's children and stood or dwelt between them and the Egyptians that were after their lives. To the Egyptians, it was darkness, so dark that they could not approach the Israelites at night. It was that dark. But on the other side of the same cloud, there was light. And the children of God had light the entire night. This cloud represents the presence of God. The cloud led the children of God in the way that they should go. I think it's significant to see that these Faithful martyrs, as many of them were in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, are in that cloud of witnesses with the Lord. We are guided by their witness. All of the accounts in the Old Testament point us to Jesus Christ. They truly do. This cloud led them in the way. The account that we have of the lives of these in the Old Testament, they point to Jesus Christ. All right. Enough of that. Back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The enemy who is always present with us, he knows the sin that does so easily beset us, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And he'll throw that temptation before you every chance he gets now how are we going to run this race with patience how are we going to live our lives in Christ with patience without being wearied and fainting our minds it's by looking unto Jesus to look unto him we have to look away from ourselves don't we we've talked about pride already this morning It's so easy for us to be self-promoters, isn't it? It is. But I'm not here to promote myself in any way. I'm here to promote Jesus Christ and Him crucified for sinners. We must look away from ourselves. Ourselves in whom there is no good unless God dwells within us ourselves in whom there is no pleasing God unless God dwells within us. Oh, we need to pray that the Holy Spirit will open the understanding that men might see themselves as they are. That's how we see ourselves as we are. That's how we see our condition and our need of Him because the Holy Spirit opens our understanding and allows us to see ourselves. And without Him, we're hopeless, aren't we? Looking unto Jesus, we must look away from ourselves. We always and constantly need to point men to Jesus Christ. That they, as we, might look unto Him in the Scriptures to find out who is He? Who, who was He? What's He done? Why did He do it? That they may follow Him as we do. Look unto Him, not the law. We have to look away from the law and see Jesus Christ who kept it for us. Doesn't mean that the law is not applicable to us. Certainly It is. Because it's God's ways. And we follow him by keeping his law. That they might look unto him crucified, and not just for anyone, but they might see Jesus crucified for them personally. They might look unto him, risen, that sinners might be justified and able to approach him. He paid the price for your ability to approach him, He paid the price that you owed. What a Savior. Our nation has been blessed by God, and yet our nation a large part, have turned away from God. They've taken God out of our schools. This nation is so blessed. God has blessed us with a system where all of us are able to obtain what we need to live. This system brings us food. We can go to the grocery store right down the road and get food fuel to travel let me tell you when you look in the near future you see the vulnerability of this system and how easily it can and I believe will crumble why because we've turned our back on the God that provided it for us this nation was built on the principles of God But as a whole, this nation has gone against God. And it's all because of pride and self-promotion, isn't it? It is. Yes, we're the greatest nation on earth. Okay. How'd you get there? Who blessed you with all this providence? It was God. God. God deserves all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, but we're Him from that, don't we? Oh, may God heal our nation. We have to look away from ourselves and look unto Him, trust in Him, and nothing else, or no one else. Alright. Notice that He is the author and finisher of our faith. I want you to see that that takes away the ability of any person to connect with God it takes away the ability man has never had the authority or the connection until Jesus Christ well we say that the Old Testament saints were saved the same way we are by Jesus Christ they were He gave them their faith too. They had faith in a Savior to come that was promised in this blessed book. Isaiah prophesied of him in detail. Yet they took and they crucified him because they didn't want this man to rule over them. That's so evident. Of all of us in our natural states. What does the author do? He creates, doesn't he? He does. God has created you, your natural life, and now He's created your spiritual life. He has given you trust in Him. You have peace in your heart this morning, I hope, because you know that Jesus Christ paid for you what God demanded. And now you have an eternal future with Him. We worry. We worry that our sins will hinder our lives ahead, don't we? I heard the other day, and I liked it. Somebody said, If you got time to worry, you got time to pray. There's that faith, the trust in God to bring us through. It's His strength. For the joy, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him? Well, He didn't experience joy when he was being beaten, did he? When he had a crown of thorns pressed down on his head and he was bleeding from his head. That wasn't joyous, was it? No. Where was the joy? It wasn't joy to hang on the cross. It was excruciating. But the joy is in your connection that He bought and paid for on the cross of Calvary there's going to be great joy in heaven there's great joy here now knowing that He is with us and in us and will never leave us there's great joy in the heart that He's still saving souls all we can do and the best we can do is to stand for the truth, truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to preach it to all. And it's God who applies it to the heart, isn't it? When the Lord saved me, He brought back to my mind a message that I heard, see, twenty-five, twelve, like fourteen years earlier. And He used it to quicken my heart. That's an amazing Savior, isn't it? We don't realize the effect and the influence that we have when we live for Christ amongst others. Even our own families, we don't realize. But God knows. And God has each of us written in His hand. His hands were pierced for us. Oh, but the account, the story continues, doesn't it? God was satisfied with what Jesus did for you. And you can trust in what He did for you as being an eternal purchase of a sheep by the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, He kept God's perfect plan. And He did it because He loves you. Whatever you're facing this morning, Jesus is the answer. Whatever you're feeling this morning, maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're disappointed. People will disappoint us. You know that, right? but Jesus never will. He will never disappoint us. Whatever you're feeling, won't you look unto Jesus? He's your strength. He's the author, the beginner of your faith. Oh, and praise God, He's the finisher of your faith. He's not going to lose one sheet. You can trust in Him this morning. Every day, when you start your day, won't you look to Him? Won't you seek Him? Won't you try to learn more about the One who gave His life for you? Knowing that He was the only one ever qualified to do such a thing. And God is satisfied with you in Jesus Christ. He is. A lot of times we feel like we do things to disappoint God. God already knew. You didn't surprise God. He knows the past, present, and future of your life. And praise God, you can have confidence as you walk in Him and continue to seek Him that He'll never leave you. He's a great and marvelous Savior.